Hello and welcome to the Journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Catalina Albanu and in this episode we'll find out more about the Independent Community News Network or ICNN. ICNN is the representative body in the UK for the independent community and hyperlocal news sector. It became active just this year with a soft launch at our News Rewired Digital Journalism Conference in July. To better understand what the aims of the ICNN are and how it works in practice, I spoke to Emma Mies, the manager of the Centre for Community Journalism at Cardiff University, which launched ICNN. We did a survey before we decided whether we uh, were the right people to launch a representative body. So we did a survey asking whether people wanted representation and if so, were we the right people to do that? And we had a really um, good response to that. What people said they wanted was um, access to legal support. So now we have David Banks, who's the leading media law expert. He's on a retainer, so should any of the ICNN members have any legal issues, they can just ring us and we um, pass them straight on to him. So that's really good. So one of the main things they wanted was access to legal support, a forum space to discuss things with each other. So we've now launched a forum as well to look at collective ad selling um, and to be arbiters of funding. So those are longer-term goals because in order to look at ways of collectively selling advertising to big organisations, then we need to first look at, we need to do some research and look at what do the advertising industry take as standard statistics? How do we get the equivalent of the ABC figures, which we've generally had with local press? How do you get those statistics in a way that will be uh, usable when you've got such a diverse sector? Because some people will be using WordPress, some people will be using other platforms, some people will be in print. So how do we take all the readership and the reach and statistics and turn that into usable data that we can sell to advertisers. So that's a longer term goal. And sort of a mid to long term goal as well is going to be looking at the issue of statutory notices because uh, traditional press get a huge amount of money from publishing statutory notices and sometimes some of our publishers have a much wider reach and a more engaged audience so we're trying to see if we can level the playing field there as well and get access to some of that money for the sector. Publications that have already signed up since July include The Ferret, The Hackney Citizen, Wrexham.com, the Bristol Cable, Brixton Blog and more. ICNN is exploring opportunities to hold virtual meetings with its members who are spread throughout the UK and it's working towards an official launch in January 2018 when it will hold its first AGM. We're really happy so we've had um, since we've uh, launched uh, at News Rewired we that was our soft launch so we've got in excess of 55 members now which we're delighted with given that there's between four and five hundred publishers in the UK so that means at least 10 percent have signed up with us within the first few months so um, we're really pleased with the numbers and the level of engagement and the support we've had as well. We've spent a lot of time discussing with people what it's about um, what they're going to get by being a member um, and putting the foundations in place really so we've also started to have conversations with some external organizations so we've been uh, making really good inroads with the NUJ. So we are working with the NUJ on looking at examining the legislation surrounding access to press cards because the legislation is quite archaic. The sector, the journalism sector, looked completely different when that legislation was uh, first introduced. So we're now looking to see if by examining the legislation, if there's any way by changing it that we can get more access for um, our members. We've also been continuing work with the BBC regarding the local democracy 
policy reporter scheme. So from the first round, there were 50 in hyperlocal and community news publishers that were accepted to receive the content that was being generated from the scheme. And we are aware that a number more have um, applied. And we're just waiting to find out how many have been successful in the second round as well. So that's been really good. With members spread throughout the country, ICNN is facing different challenges when each member asks for advice or assistance, as some processes that exist in one region may not be replicated in another. This diversity also offers the chance to learn a lot from the opportunities and difficulties every hyperlocal or independent media outlet in the network is facing. That's the bonus of having the network, is that we can learn from each other. So issues that some people are having locally, not everybody will be having, but they will be replicated elsewhere in the UK. So, for example, we're aware that uh, one publication wanted uh, to print public notices and their local authority said, but you're not a newspaper because they were published fortnightly and they were looking at the dictionary definition of a newspaper and a dictionary definition says a newspaper is a printed news publication which is published daily or weekly. Of course, that's not always the case anymore. So, But then that's not going to be the case everywhere. I heard earlier of somebody that said you've got to be registered the post office which again is a really old-fashioned way of registering as a news publication so these are things that whilst we are taking baby steps if by helping one with one instance we might be helping a handful but not helping everybody so it's not a kind of one one size fits all unfortunately as well as offering the support that was outlined in the initial survey part of icnn's work seems to be tied to redefining what a publication is in the digital age after coming across legislation that's making work or financing more difficult for certain members. There's legislation, and because that legislation hasn't changed for so many years, and because nobody's tackled that legislation, because news publishers that access statutory notice money are still operating in the same way as they have, what it doesn't take into account is the whole vast number of um, varying types of news publishers that have since emerged. Helping hyperlocal and independent community news publishers to be more formally recognised in their local area is only part of the work, as the ICNN is also dealing with some prejudice against community media from established traditional media outlets. Mies explained that community news can often be seen as unprofessional or just volunteer work that is easy to dismiss. Traditionally, our sector's had bad press. We've either not had a place on the agenda at events like this at all in the past, or it's been an add-on, whereas actually that is changing. We're now getting place on centre stage and we are being taken a lot more seriously. However, there are some people that still refer to community and hyperlocal news publishers as you know just bloggers, or you know there's this misconception that they're just volunteers that are just doing it in their spare time. And actually, that's not the case at all. That might have been the case a few years ago, when the sector was so new, people were starting out. But you name me any sector where a startup business is profitable from day one. There isn't one sector where you start up a new business and you're profitable from day one, or very, very few. It's definitely not the norm. So our sector, the journalism sector, is no different. So when people were talking about volunteering and not making money out of it, it's because they were startups. Because the sector has been going for a number of years now, those startups have developed into, you know, really good quality businesses and that, that that message is starting to get through but there's still some work to be done
People equate sustainability with making money, and that's not always the case. Can can the can people run in the publication? Can they go on holiday? Can they leave? Will that publication continue? Should they decide they no longer want to do it? Um, that's what a sustainable publication is, not whether that person's making money or not. Because I'm on the editorial board of a, um, a hyperlocal news publication in Cardiff, and we're all ex-BBC journalists, and we don't want to make money out of it. We're more than happy volunteering, turning up on a Wednesday night to meetings, writing what we can, when we can, and we have absolutely no interest whatsoever in monetising it. It's just something that we do because we feel passionately about it. Does that make it not sustainable? No, it doesn't. Does that make it you know, not quality. No, it isn't. We're BBC journalists. You know, we're trained. We were trained in the BBC um, and on local papers as well. So I think there's some work to be done as well with people's perceived ideas on what is a professional publication. Just because you're not making money from it doesn't mean you're not professional. You've been listening to a Journalism.co.uk podcast. What topics would you like us to tackle in the next episodes? Who would you like to see join the podcast as a guest? Tweet us your feedback at Journalism News. Bye.